0: Hello and welcome to the July 5th, 2019 edition of Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. My name is Mr. Joe. This is my neighborhood. This is my life. But this is our podcast journey. Welcome to Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. It is awesome to have everybody here with me today, and of course, it's always wonderful to be out there with you as well. Well, first and foremost, a happy belated 4th of July to everybody. I hope everybody was safe uh, in your part of the world. I know in Mr. Joe's neighborhood, we certainly had a great time. Unfortunately, it was another holiday, um, potentially another weekend as well that I will not be seeing my older children. I'm hoping that my older son comes through, but once again, my daughter has chosen to be with her friends instead of myself, and I have to tell you, uh, it's, it's really starting to affect me. It really is, and, you know, my wife keeps trying to remind me that this is how it is when you have teenagers and what we did as teenagers, but, um, you know, I, I, just, I just cannot recall Um, spending this little time with my parents. I just don't recall it. I feel like I I gave them at least some of me, but if you really look at it from, you know, overall, I guess my my children um, have also given me some of them as well. So I guess at this stage of the game, I have to be grateful and thankful uh, for the time that I get to spend with them. One thing I am certainly not grateful for are um, the attitudes and actions of two of probably the most ignorant, um, confrontational, horrifying, belittling women that I've ever met in my life and that has to do with my ex-wife and my mother. And I will tell you right now, the two of them are in cahoots now, which is just wonderful. It's amazing when two people... want to hurt another person so badly, even though those two people can't stand one another. I guess their common, uh, I guess you could call enemy, would be Mr. Joe. So they have decided to activate their wonder twin powers together and tee off on Mr. Joe. And we'll get to that in a minute. But in terms of my current state of mind, I want everybody to know that I am actually really proud of myself, I have to say, considering the fact that my pops just died, you know, about a month ago, not even um, under a month ago, as a matter of fact. Uh, don't get me wrong, I just left a wake a little uh, while ago uh, from a co worker and I uh, cried the whole way home because it certainly gave me a lot to think about in terms of my father so i have not been without tears but i also feel as if i have maintained my mental health and my stability pretty damn well for the most part considering everything that i've been through in terms of losing my father um, everything that i'm going through in terms of my um, work <laughs> and how busy i am and, and to be honest with you more importantly everything that i've gone through in terms of the after effects of this passing away with my mother, and I will tell you right now that I've said many, many times that I will forgive and forget, or maybe forgive, but never forget. That might be the better way of saying things, but um, the messages have become so... I don't even know the word for them, everybody. They've, They've become so disturbing. And I'm not embarrassed of anything when it comes to uh, our family here in my podcast audience, but we're at the point now, and I said this during the last message, and I believe I did not want to play the last war one because there were just too many identifiable things that were said uh, in her message that would allow you to find out exactly who Mr. Joe is and where I am, and we don't really want that right now. Uh, but the messages that have transpired have become even worse. I will tell you that right now. Um, my mother, uh, I, for what it's worth, I you know, I was going through one of my own crying spells probably about a week ago, and although my mother was incredibly mean to me and um, hurt me in more ways than I could even begin to tell you, I said, you know what, I'm going to forget about it again. I just did a podcast, uh, you know, She's mentally ill. Let me give her a call. I called her. We had a long discussion about things. She did not apologize to me at all, Um, but she was pleasant. She was kind, and she cried a lot and talked about how she could not have me out of her life and all of these things. Well, nevertheless, not even 10 hours later, I got a phone call from her um, once again telling me that I deserted her, deserted everybody in the family, that I'm garbage that, um, I don't care. <laughs> the, 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 first one was that I think I reported on was I don't care about my older children. Well, now I don't care about my younger ones. Um, take a look in the mirror. You're a low life. Um, uh, guys, it just went on and on. And then to make matters worse, the next day she called me and left another message and accused me screaming on my voicemail that I stole $160 from her that I was supposed to have given to the plumber who fixed the pipe that my passed-away father exposed and found before he dropped dead. Well, considering I paid the man right in front of my mother, well, she was also screaming about the $10 tip that she gave me to give him and that I stole that as well, little does she remember that we only had the 150 to give him and I had to run to my car and grab an extra 10 bucks to give the poor man a $10 tip because we didn't have a 10 You know, my sister was there, saw the whole thing. But ultimately what happened was my mother received an invoice on the first of the month. And rather than read it or look at it or, you know, understand anything about what she was reading and opening, she saw a $150 charge. uh, But essentially it was just a receipt that the company sends out. And my sister grabbed it from her. I so said, don't you dare call him, I will take care of it myself, but of course, what does she do? Second my sister walks out that house, she calls me, curses, screams, and just so I don't know I'm crazy, so so I could prove to myself that I'm not out of my mind, I mean, we all know that Mr. Joe is not going to steal from his own mother, or anybody in this family for that, or anybody at all, let alone, I, I just, it's it's just so sad because she watched me pay him, and that's how lost she is, but... Just for the hell of it, I called the company just to make sure that this guy, because we did give him cash, wasn't messing around with us. And, you know, when the receptionist answered, uh, I sounded like a moron. She said, no, Mr. Joe, that's just a receipt, and uh, you're fully paid. So I didn't even bother calling her back, obviously, and I won't. And now my sister has brought to my attention that my ex-wife and my mother speak on the phone every single day. Isn't that something? So my mother has unfortunately um, pushed me further and further away because ultimately, you know, guys, no matter what we've talked about in terms of mental illness and forgiving and forgetting or forgiving and not forgetting and understanding that when somebody is mentally ill that there are certain things that we not necessarily have to let go or even overlook for that matter, but attempt to understand to some degree, especially when you have Uh, people in your life that you love that are mentally ill. Here's the problem though. This is not about mental illness necessarily. This is about the respect that my wife deserves as being the one that I am married to now and considering the fact that my mother hated my ex-wife the entire time that we were married, we all know what this is about. And This is a way to stick it to me and stick it to my wife Oh, because, by the way, my wife has been ridiculed and ripped apart in every single text, uh, voice message that's come through as well. I mean, you know, my wife, my in-laws, it's just absolutely disgusting. So she is now buddy-buddy with my ex-wife, and essentially she has pushed, pushed her son and my family even further and further away, and it's a shame, so... In terms of Mr. Joe's life in a nutshell, I guess you could say that is what it is over the last few weeks since we have talked, and the one thing that I did want to speak about today is um, something about my life in terms of bragging, feeling good. As a matter of fact, I can't wait to tell you all, and Mr. Joe does not normally take pleasure in another person's embarrassment or pain, but I am super excited to share with my podcast audience something and this is not about mental health, although it does the, it, it does affect the mental health overall of mr. Joe. and I have to tell you, I have not felt this good in a very very long time. And the reason why I feel this good and I cannot wait to um, uh, report this to everybody, My ex-wife and I had a follow-up trial court date that just took place to finish up the proceedings of our child support uh, arrangement. And uh, I I have no choice but to paint the picture for everybody because it is just such a wonderful picture. And if you care anything about Mr. Joe and if you believe the things I tell you about my ex-wife which I would imagine you do, because I have no reason to lie to anybody in terms of our relationship. I've taken the blame for many, and many of the things that I've done, but, um, you know, the torture that this woman has put myself and my wife through, and the pain that she has inflicted, uh, ultimately, not just because she's a selfish, mean person, uh, but because she's jealous, and because... She was never able to achieve or have even close to the relationship that I have with my wife right now, and um, she insists that she hates me, insists that she's very happy with her new boyfriend, but many, many times people have tried to tell me that a person who continuously talks about the past and brings up the past, and it's been seven years, um, you know, continues to harass your wife, I mean, this is a person that clearly has not gotten over either you or the situation. Uh, but I take that with a grain of salt. It is what it is. It doesn't make me feel good or bad. It just makes me sick, to be honest with you. Well, we had court the other day, and for what it's worth, um, my lawyer had planned on adjourning it once again. And um, when she told my ex wife that, she actually went bananas in the courtroom, uh, not in the room itself, but in the waiting area, which was just more, I was mortified. Uh, You would think that I wouldn't be um, because nobody knew that I was associated with her, but this is the type of trash that you're talking about. Somebody who then started yelling and screaming at another human being to the point where all the uh, police officers turned around. It's just disgusting, absolutely disgusting. So nevertheless, we went into the courtroom, and we were not granted an adjournment because it just was not fair, and I will not get into the legal reasons as to why, but it was not happening. So nevertheless... The judge asked my ex-wife if she would like to speak and asked her if she'd be defending herself, and she said yes and said, do you have any witnesses? My ex-wife said no. She said, the judge said, would you like to call upon yourself? And my ex-wife said sure. So out comes this piece of yellow loose-leaf paper <laughs> that has handwritten notes all over it. And little did I know that this would be the main culprit or the main centerpiece of her entire presentation for child support increase she had about five thousand pieces of paper underneath this yellow loose-leaf paper but she insisted on reading this and to my pleasant surprise how wonderful it was to listen to my ex-wife in front of the police officers my my, uh, attorney and the Honorable Judge to read a 10-minute statement about our lives and how I left her for a woman at work, how I see my children once a month, how she drives them everywhere and wants transportation expenses, how um, I was a drug addict, how I was a cheater, how I defaulted on my home. By the way, you know, some of this true, some of it's not, obviously. Um, and she just went on and on. And the judge says to my ex-wife, she says, okay, do you have any other witnesses? And my ex-wife says, no. The judge says, okay, have you completed your case? And my ex-wife says, no so the judge says again do you have any witnesses then she says no she goes so I will ask you again then your case is complete and this went on back and forth back and forth because apparently I mean obviously if my ex-wife had no more witnesses other than herself her case was closed yet she refused to close it and kept wanting to say more and more and the judge kept saying that's not what i'm asking you you've already said what you needed to say i want to know who else you have to call and if you have nobody else to call that means your case is closed and you're supposed to say yes i'm through well this went on for again 10 minutes back and forth to the point where i was humiliated for her it was the most embarrassing thing that i think i've ever sat in for and the judge threw her out And, of course, my lawyer and myself had to follow her like two little puppy dogs because she was thrown out. And um, once again in the hallway, she started yelling at my lawyer, I'm going to get my father. He's going to pay for an attorney for me. I'm going to get an adjournment. You're a piece of garbage. Um, God, what else was there? Hmm... Oh, a forensic accountant <laughs> that's the other one anyway we went back in we were called back in uh, it became even more embarrassing because the judge had asked my ex-wife a question uh, very similar to the one that she had asked before and instead of answering and being yelled at again because the same question was presented to her for what she was thrown out for uh, instead of answering and going back and forth again she just would not answer and the entire room was silent for a good minute and a half she looked like she was gonna cry i mean there was a second that i actually felt bad for her even though she just wants to hurt me so badly second because she was so embarrassed she could not get the words out it was, it was horrifying anyway nevertheless um, my lawyer had a chance to ask her some questions based on some of her feedback and um asked the questions. And then, believe it or not, my ex-wife was actually allowed to call me to the stand. And I accepted that. I could care less. I got nothing to hide. And one of the things she asked me was, uh, would you care to submit your 2018 tax return? Although I know you won't. And I looked at her and I said, of course I will. I said, this is, here you go. She looks at me in front of the courtroom and she says, "May I ask if you're doing any 1099 independent contracting work on the side, other than your regular job?" I said, "No, I am not, because you know clearly when somebody does that, um, in addition to you know a regular paying job where they take out taxes." Well, Mr. Joe used to have his own business, and there is the always the opportunity for Mr. Joe to work a full-time job and then do other consulting cases either for myself or through a variety of different companies and. You know, I've done that my whole life, but I have not done that. Um, you know, since God, I can't even remember the last time. But my ex-wife apparently was convinced that I was also doing that and keeping that from her, and that's where I was making the bulk of the money. So she asked me in front of the entire court, "Are you doing a ten ninety nine, or you know, an independent contract?" And I said no. So she starts looking through my taxes, and she's thumbing through and. All of a sudden, she gets this evil grin on her face, and she turns around, and she says, let the court be aware that Mr. Le- Mr. Joe has 30 thousand dollars in write-offs, which is applicable to a 1099, means he is has his own business on the side in addition to his W-2 income. Uh, is that correct, Mr. Joe, my ex-wife says to me? I said, actually, no. I said what you're reading there is my is my wife's <laughs> is all my wife's business and her income you dummy. The judge was so angry I cannot even begin to tell you. Now. Where does this get to be the most gratifying and wonderful day of my life? Well, we'll get into that part. First and foremost, let's put it this way. I walked out of there having to pay more money and by every stretch of the imagination I should I mean, I'm making more money, so my kids deserve it. I never was going to argue that. I just wasn't happy about the way it went down. But I never am happy about, about happy about the way my ex-wife does things. Nevertheless, yeah, i got to pay more money. So that's certainly not gratifying. But what is, is the following. Upon the judgment, and I guess you could say upon the judge hitting the hammer down, everybody stood up and... The judge looks at my ex-wife and my ex-wife says, I want to thank you, Your Honor, for being patient with me. And the judge says to my ex-wife, you don't need to thank me. I wasn't patient or impatient. She said, I'm doing my job. What you need to do, though, is thank that man sitting across from you. Because if it wasn't for him, you would have lost this case. In my mind, you lost. He allowed you to win. Um, and apparently my lawyer told me that because she's the one who brought me in, did not prove any reason whatsoever as to why she was calling me in, didn't prove that I had an increase, didn't, didn't prove anything. She gave a sob story. We actually could have gotten a dismissal. Now, my ex-wife could have filed again, and then I would have owed her more retroactive had it ever gone her way, and I don't want to deal with that, so I wasn't about to dismiss the case, but Upon the ending, the judge looked at my ex-wife and she says, not only did you lose, she said, but I advise you to get over him. And my ex-wife looks up and she says, I am over him. And now the confrontation starts again. And the judge looks at my ex-wife and she says, actually, you're not over him. And it's a shame that you have all this anger and resentment built up inside of you because he has decided to move on with his life and you have not. You cannot bury him and harass him and torture him because he has decided to move on and you want to sit and stew about the past. Guys, it was the most rewarding thing that I've ever heard or seen and it just it ingrained in me that everything i feel about my ex-wife is so true and believe it or not even my attorney got so much pleasure because she said you know one of the times when i had walked out upon getting thrown out originally with my ex-wife well she was thrown out and i followed was that she was saying all these things and i said to my attorney i don't want the judge to believe all this she said mister joe don't worry don't worry about that and sure as anything she was correct because what my lawyer told me at the end was, "I told you, Mr. Joe, she saw right through her. now, i I believe that the words from the judge to my ex-wife were even more intense. Um, she was not nice at the end. she was she instilled in my ex-wife that you know she was a moron, basically, and a, and a jealous, disgusting person who has not been able to get over the fact that her husband is gone. And it, again, was one of the most rewarding days of my life. But sadly, that was quickly quickly destroyed because what does my ex-wife like to do? Well, she likes to torture me afterwards. Now, she doesn't have my cell phone or my phone number that she can call or text. So what does she do? She sends 30 text messages to my wife yesterday. She made my wife cry. I begged my wife not to, not to write back to her, but they went back and forth, back and forth. I mean, insult after insult, email after email, back and forth to me. My ex-wife now refuses to pay her unreimbursed uh, my unreimbursed medical expenses. She owes me money for that. She refuses to split the phone bill for my children, which ultimately, in the end, is going to make me shut down the phone bill and make me look like the bad one to my kids because she just doesn't care who she hurts. As long as she doesn't have to pay money, she will hurt anybody in her path to hurt me, even if it is my children. So, unfortunately, we spent a big portion of our day yesterday um, dealing with her. Although I didn't deal directly with her, my wife did, and I had to deal with a few emails. I believe I got 11 emails altogether of insults and threats. It was just unbelievable. I actually had to reach out to my lawyer to let her know all of this. And just a quick thing, I mean, this is so sad, I'll get through this quickly, Um, For July, you ought to pay the new amount. As for the medical, if she refuses to pay her share to you, then we will have to file a violation petition. As for the other items that she is seeking for reimbursement, just give her what she is due under the agreement and a list of what you are not. And you are and are not reimbursing her for. She has no right to ask you to reimburse her for cash she gives to the children. I mean, this is something we went over in court, too, that, you know, she doesn't get to charge me all these things. They're all included in child support. What does she do? She starts sending me receipts in the less than 24 hours after court just to be a, you know, just to stick it to me. Uh, With regards to the phone bill, if it is in the stipulation of settlement, then it can be included in the violation petition as well. If it is not, then you have the choice to either seek a modification to include it or else just pay it if she won't contribute. I want to let you know that Mr. Joe's ex-wife actually approached me after court and thanked me saying she was very happy with the way it worked out. She even asked if we could be neutral mediators in the future. I, of course, said that was not possible. It's disheartening to hear that she went right back to our old behaviors, although not surprising. Have your wife send her a text directing her to cease all communication unless it involves the health, welfare, and well-being of your children, and that any other further harassment will be reported to the police." I mean, this is, guys, Mr. Joe is 43 years old, this woman is 44, the same woman who made a fake Facebook account about my wife. I mean, this is the crap that I gotta deal with. Get over it. now. One good thing is I believe my name is coming off that house sooner than later. Um, so I am grateful for that. You, you best believe that. I want, I want to be disconnected from this woman more than you can know. And unfortunately, until I ch- stop paying child support, it seems that I never will. Um, but ultimately, what it comes down to, everybody, is that I am surviving the war with bipolar disorder right now. I really am, as far as I'm concerned. I'm surviving the war. Um or should I say I'm surviving the battle. I haven't won the war. I don't know if we'll ever win the war, but I am certainly surviving the battle of bipolar disorder because a lot of these things would have usually sent me ten feet under. Is that the phrase? Six feet under, ten feet under. I don't know anymore, everybody. <laughs> but I'm doing it. I'm I'm managing. Somehow, some way I am managing. My my meds are working. I'm stable. I feel great. Yeah, I'm sad as hell about my dad. Yeah, I'm sad about my children. Yeah, it sucks that i got to pay some extra money. Yes, I'm sad about the fact that my ex-wife harasses my wife. But you know what? I'm winning the battle with bipolar disorder. So today is a good day. If you are living with a mental illness and you're doing well, I ask that you continue to work hard. If you love or you care about somebody with a mental illness, I ask that you continue to support that person in the very best way that you know how. And if you're struggling right now with a mental illness, I ask that you continue to fight, continue to battle, and most importantly, soldier on. Thank you so much for listening to Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. Everybody have a great day, and I will see you again real soon. Thank you so much for listening.